0: E.G. Marshall, curator of this cryptic museum dedicated to the mysterious and the macabre. Concealment seems to be the order of the day. We use fabrics, paints, chemicals, and hair to obscure the body. And we employ customs and law to hide the soul. Life, for so many of us, is a series of rituals and ceremonies all of which are directed toward curbing our natures. Small wonder so few of us ever get to understand our fellow man. So few of us ever get to know ourselves. Our mystery drama, The Public Avenger, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Arnold Stang and Marion Haley. It is sponsored in part by your nearby Goodyear Auto Service Center and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly. With Act One. Full many a gem of purest ray serene, the dark unfathomed caves of ocean bear. Full many a flower was born to blush unseen and waste its fragrance on the desert air. Few poets ever wrote truer sentiments. How many of us know such gems and flowers? Indeed, so many of us ourselves can be classed as hidden diamonds and wasted blossoms. Well, to business. Our scene is a warehouse. Specifically, a warehouse that stores groceries. But don't get too hung up on the product. It really has nothing to do with the story.
1: Miss Ellenbogen. Uh, Yes, sir. Get short in here. Oh, I'm gonna fire that clown. Maybe I'm not a camel, but this is the last straw. My back is rusted. I don't care if he's worked here 15 years. Yeah, you sent for me, Mr. Fenrich. Stuart, you're fired. Fired? Heard... Get your money and get out of here. But, but why, Mr. Fenrich? Why? Because you're stupid, muddle-headed, and useless. You've got no ability, initiative, ambition. Yeah, but, but what did I do? What did you do? You cost me the biggest account I got in the house. That's all you did. Atlantic Stores. Their order has to be out of here by the 15th. I'm walking through the warehouse just before, and there it is piled up against the wall. Oh. Yeah, oh. All it takes is one idiot like you, and I can lose 25% of my annual volume. But, Mr. Fink, I don't want to hear any more. But, sir, Atlantic
2: Stores doesn't want that order sent out until the 20th. You've got to be
1: lean and not have one ounce of excess baggage. And Atlantic Stores doesn't want the order sent out until the 20th. You... What do you mean? They they don't want the, well, the order... Well, called up
2: and, and they said... Why wasn't I told? Well, I, I left the message on your desk. Well, what kind of communications
1: have we got around here? Where on my oh, desk? Uh,
2: uh, there it is, sir. There. Where, where? Right on the right-hand side. The yes.
1: right-hand side? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, Mr. Fenris. Well, no wonder. You've been working here 15 years, and you don't know by now that you have to put messages on the left-hand side. Uh, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Fenris. Oh, on account of your stupidity, I, I I almost had a heart attack. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Fenris. Well, I'm... I'm going to give you one more chance. Yes, sir. One more chance. Well, that's it. Hold oh, tight, Mr. Fenris. Yes, drop the ball one more time and you are through. Oh, yes, sir. I'll get out of here. Yes, sir. And, and see if you can keep out of trouble for the rest of the day. Mr.
2: Haskins. Uh, yes, Miss Ellen Bogan. Uh, may I ask you... A personal question. Well, yes, I suppose so. Why
3: do you allow him to bruise your psyche like that?
2: Uh, A a bruise my psyche? Well, I'm afraid I don't understand.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Is that an
2: expression you learned at college? How do you know? I'm going to college. Well, I see those books on your desk. Oh,
3: yes. I'm um, just attending at night. Well, I've never gone myself. I...
2: I wish I had. Well, it's
3: never too late, you know. I'm uh, studying psychology. Oh, oh, I understand. That's quite a deep uh, thing. Well, the psyche is, uh, the, um, well, in religion, it would be the soul. Oh. Uh, in psychology or psychiatry, it is in the mind, but considered as an organic system reaching all parts of the body to adjust the whole organism to the total demands of the environment. Oh, yes.
2: That's, uh, that's very, uh,
3: interesting. Um uh, what was
2: that question you asked me?
3: Oh, well, on second thought, perhaps it's it's most presumptuous. I- I'm sure it's something quite private. Why do I allow Mr.
2: Fenris to, uh, to bruise my psyche? Uh-huh. Well, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel bruised. You don't? No, although, uh, maybe if I knew where my psyche was. Yeah, Miss Ellen Bogan. Uh, yes, Mister Haskins. Uh, do, do you go to night school every night? Oh no, not every night. Yeah, well, I I, I was wondering if um. Yes, Mister Haskins. No. Oh my goodness, I I have to get that. I, oh, I have to get that special order out to South Coast Market. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm
3: late. Yes, Mister Haskins.
4: Uh. Good evening, Professor Temple. Yes? I'm Rose Ellenbogen. Ach so, so, so. Miss Rose Ellenbogen. And you are here for a... Conference, Professor Temple. Ach so, conference.
3: Uh, We were to discuss my term paper. So? Yes, well, I was thinking of doing a study. A study of a certain person. Ah. Yes, he worked in the place where I'm employed. Mm-hmm. And he displays an abnormal behavior pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His name uh, mm-hmm. is Stuart Haskins. And? And he is the daily recipient of the most vicious mental abuse imaginable. From um, whom? From our employer, a Mr. Ferdinand Fenris. Why? Well, I can understand Mr. Fenris's attitude. Oh, yes, indeed. I can understand it very well. Can you? Uh-huh. Mr. Fenris is completely incompetent, and Mr. Fenris knows it. It's Mr. Haskins who actually runs the business. And this angers and frustrates Mr. Fenris so completely that in an attempt to salvage his manhood, he must attack Mr. Haskins' Constantly. <laughs> now, how does Mr. Haskins manage to maintain his sanity? We bring
1: you a late bulletin. The mysterious public avenger has struck again.
3: A public avenger? Gangster so.
1: Chief Punch Gumbo was gunned down as he was taking tea in the garden of his country estate. <laughs>
5: According to Mr.
1: Gumbo's bodyguard, the killer appeared suddenly.
3: Professor You mean you know? Oh,
4: yes. Who he is? Who is he? Mr. Stuart Haskins. Professor, you're joking. Uh, the last time I made a joke, it was with Professor Freud in Vienna in 19... <laughs> Professor, it's impossible. Yeah. People suffer from amnesia because they need amnesia. Mm. Are you saying that Mr. Haskins. Psychogenic amnesia. We forget because we wish to forget. Yeah. No. what was that joke I told Dr. Freud?
3: Stuart What's Haskins, the... the public avenger. It's incredible. Oh, he couldn't be my Stuart Haskins. He couldn't.
2: Good morning, Miss Bogan. Oh, um, would you please put this letter on Mr. Fenners' desk for me? Certainly.
3: Although I think he's looking for you. Oh? Yeah, he said if you came in from the warehouse, you're to go into his office.
2: Oh, well, I... I, I really would rather not, um, um... Do you suppose you might not mention that I was around here? I won't. Will... George! Oh, oh, gosh!
1: You come right in here, sir
2: uh, uh, Yes, sir. Oh, excuse
1: me, Miss Allenbolken. Um,
2: um, you wanted to see me,
1: Mister Fenris? Where's that invoice from Pleasant Valley Markets? Or did you lose it? Oh
2: no, I, I, I put it in your in basket, sir. So mm. I, I thought that way it wouldn't get mislaid on on either side of your desk.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, George, huh? Where's your jacket? Uh, uh, my, my jacket. I don't care how you look down in the warehouse, but up here we wear jackets. Now, how dare you come upstairs without a jacket. Uh, di- I, but, I but have but, sir. customers, clients, yes, sir. important people oh. coming in and out. I can't afford to have my employees running around looking like a bunch of bums. Oh, no, yes, sir,
2: but you... And you, you knew you, the room. Uh, yes, sir. And you broke the uh, oh, room. Uh, but, Mr. Fenris, let me explain. I, I, I had to get my jacket clean. You
1: had to get your jacket clean. Yes, sir. In other words, you're having your jacket cleaned on company time. Yeah, well, sir, you see, Don't I... let it happen again. Oh, no, sir, I won't. I don't know why I'm so good to you. No, sir. Oh, I'm getting soft.
5: Soft.
2: Oh, no, thank you, sir. Are you still standing there? Now, don't you have work to do? Oh, y- yes, sir. Oh.
5: Oh, was it very
3: bad this morning?
2: Uh, uh was what uh, very bad?
3: Well, the way he spoke to you.
2: Oh, oh, that. Well, he doesn't mean anything by it. He doesn't? No, and besides, he doesn't know any better. Oh, Tell me, uh, did you read the news this morning? No, I, I never read the news or listen to it. You don't? No, not if I can help it. I, I find it too upsetting. Oh, you mean things that happen to other people upset you? Oh, yes, terribly. Have you heard of the public avenger? The No, I... I don't believe I have. Who who is the public avenger?
3: Well, nobody knows. How? He seems to be a kind of one-man vigilante committee. He kills well-known hoodlums who seem to have eluded the legal process.
2: Well, I can't say I approve. You don't? Oh, no. Violence of any
3: kind. Just... Oh, could you... Could you imagine yourself as the public avenger?
2: Me? Oh, never. I'm frightened to death of guns. Me, the public avenger... Whatever could have given you that idea? You certainly have a sense of humor. But, uh, oh, and if, if there's one thing I admire in a girl, if, uh, I mean in a young lady, it's a sense of humor. Oh, so you never could. I was wondering, Miss, uh, do, do you, um, do you suppose? Yes. I I, I was wondering if, if you. Oh my goodness. Oh, I haven't packed the order for the bunny swords. I I I just have to get back to
3: the warehouse. <laughs> Yes, may I help you?
6: I'm supposed to leave this jacket for Mr. Stuart Haskins at the reception desk. All right. And would you tell him it won't pay
0: to fix the hole under the right arm? It'll cost him a fortune to reweave it. Oh,
5: that small
0: hole? Yeah, that small hole. Why? Why? I'll tell you why, because it's a bullet hole. A what? You hate me. It's a bullet hole. him, too. How could a bullet hole get into Mr. Stuart Haskins' jacket? Don't ask me. I won't tell you. Actually, I may have already told you. They say still waters run deep, but in Stuart Haskins, we may be trying to navigate still water that has no bottom. I promise you things will flow fast and furiously when I return in just a few moments with Act Two. Come see,
6: there's good news round the corner. Good year wherever you
0: are. Shake the winter wearies from your car with a gas-saving Goodyear tune-up. Just $36.88 includes installing new plugs, points, and condenser, time engine, and adjust carburetor for a six-cylinder car. Add $2 if it's air conditioned. Now at Goodyear for just $36.88. $4 more for most eight-cylinder cars. Goodyear
5: times, goodyear
6: now this message from your New York, New Jersey Pontiac dealer.
5: Feeling how wonderful I can feel. Feeling you're a whole person behind the wheel. You want the time, you want the warmth, you're looking for the flowers.
6: shop a Pontiac Theater. Here's an example of what we mean. If you order a Pontiac Astra or the classy little Sunbird
0: between now and April 30th, you get your choice of either a five-speed manual transmission or an automatic transmission at no extra charge. Absolutely free. So if you haven't talked to a Pontiac Theater, you haven't shopped for a car. If you
5: haven't to a Pontiac dealer, you haven't shopped for a car.
6: Gimbel's Great April Sale is Gimbel's biggest storewide sale of the season. Right now, find big savings in Gimbel's Budget Store. Women's spring coats are just $19.99, save $25. Irregular floral print sheets in twin size are two for $4.99. Men's famous name dress slacks are just $6.99 a pair, all in Gimbel's Budget Store, all at Gimbel's Great April Sale. Don't miss Gimble's biggest store-wide sale of the season right now. You can buy better at Gimble's because Gimble's is getting better every day. It's now and it's big. It's Allen Carpet's greatest spring broadloom sale ever. Imagine $1,300,000 worth of luxury carpets incredibly reduced to just five eighty-eight dollars to $1,488 a square yard, including padding and installation. Save on elegant carpets from famous Mohawk mills. Rich, deep pile carpets in almost any color and texture you could want and at low, low money-saving prices. Look for the beautiful mohawks at Alan Carpet's greatest spring sale ever right now.
3: Three months after I was married, I, Aviva Gendin, was forced to leave the Soviet Union. It is now four years since I last saw my husband. Only you can bring us back together. Please join the march on May 2nd.
6: Give three million Soviet Jews the courage to continue. March on Solidarity Day, Sunday, May 2nd at 12 noon, beginning at 71st Street and 5th Avenue. Every one of them needs every one of you. Please, join the march on Sunday, May 2nd. Uses it. Look. Look. This, this paper. paper. Is it? Yes,
5: but
3: you... am I use just...
0: In a time when no speculation can be too extravagant. Because the fact is, everything is possible. Practically all of the once considered far-out fantasies of Jules Verne have not only come to pass, but most of them have already been passed by. So when Professor Franz Joseph Teppel and his student, Miss Rose Ellenbogen, speculate that Mr. Milk Toast himself, Stuart Haskins, can actually be a one-man vigilante committee known as the Public Avenger, who is to say them nay? Yeah, lady, that's a bullet hole. A bullet hole? You see the material all around the hole? That's burned. Those are powder burns.
5: Powder?
0: Yeah, gunpowder, lady. Like you get close to the muzzle of a gun that's going off. The flash, like you see in the movies, that flame that spouts out of the barrel... That burns, so all the materials ruined. But the, how
3: could Mister Haskins get a bullet hole through his jacket? Don't ask
6: me.
2: Oh, the man came with my jacket. Well, I'm so glad. Oh, thank you, Miss Ellen Bogan. Uh, uh,
3: the man said to tell you that uh, uh, that they couldn't fix the hole. The,
2: the hole.
3: The bullet hole. Because all the material around it burns. Oh, oh, yes, I see. May, may I ask you how? You've got a bullet hole in your jacket?
2: Oh, my goodness, I, I don't have the faintest idea. You don't? Oh, no. But
3: how is that possible? I mean, certainly you should remember a thing like a bullet, I would think. I can't even imagine. Well, I think. I mean, would you... Could you have been near... Any place where they were shooting, for example? Oh,
2: no, I've never been near any place where they were shooting.
3: Never? Oh,
2: well, I was in the military service. Well, did you fire a gun in the service? Oh, well, yes, but I prefer not to think about that.
3: Well, about this bullet hole, how can we account for it?
2: Well, I'm afraid there's only one explanation. What's that? It's not a bullet hole.
3: It isn't? What
2: the man said? Yes, I know. And it does look burned. Well, you see, they may have been pressing it, and somebody... Carelessly burn this hole And and to cover up They they made up this Little story about You
3: insist then That this This here Is not a bullet hole Well
2: I don't know Of any way I could have received it In my coat Well what do you intend To do about it To to do about it Well uh, nothing I suppose It's really a very old jacket And I'm about ready To discard it anyhow So why create a tempest In a teapot As it were
3: Oh you're positive That that cannot be a bullet hole
2: No way at all Oh, yeah, uh, Miss Bogan. Are, are you going to school this evening? Uh, no. Oh, I, I, I was thinking that... Yes? Oh, my goodness. I haven't packed the chippy chipmunk canned peaches. Uh, uh, excuse me.
4: Ach so, a hole created by a bullet.
5: Well, but
3: now that I think about it, he may have been right. There could have been carelessness on the part of the cleaners. No, no, no. It was a bullet. It's impossible now that I think of it. He's so... so meek. I said, consult him. Ah, consultation. And I looked at his face. The very thought seemed to make him ill. What is that joke I told Dr. Professor, yes. we Professor, we are discussing Stuart Haskins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, what is there to discuss Stuart Haskins is the public avenger? How can you make such a statement? I, I explained to you. I know, to... I know. And I've gone through the literature on disorders of orientation. Well, then if you have gone through the literature, where is the problem? One look at Stuart Haskins would be enough to convince you that he couldn't possibly.
4: You do not want him to be the avenger. And
1: now our half-hour news bulletin. Joseph Folsom, known as Joe the Jabber, reputed kingpin of the drug traffic, has been released by the authorities. The federal prosecutor in New York City says he cannot proceed because of lack of evidence. Ironically, Joe the Jabber himself is somewhat less than happy with the decision. He is quoted as saying, if you feds want to put me back on the street, you've got to protect me from this crazy avenger. More news later.
4: The public avenger shall strike tonight.
1: Tonight?
4: Mr. Haskins shall shoot Mr. Joe the Jabber. But Joe the Jabber is in New
3: York. That's a thousand miles from here.
4: This is Friday night? Yes. There is work at the warehouse tomorrow? No. And so Mr. Haskins has two days to accomplish his mission, no? And return Monday? Oh, the public avenger is
3: tough, resourceful. Oh,
4: yes.
3: And Stuart is so timid
4: and ineffectual. Then why are you in love with him? Because I... Who says I'm in love with him? You are in love with him because you believe he is the public avenger. His hidden masculinity... Oh,
3: no, 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 he can't be. If only you could see him.
4: Very well. I shall see him. When shall he take you out again? Take me out? Yes. This is the name for the rites of courtship in America, no? To take the lost one out? Well, he doesn't take me out. Oh. Then where does the wooing occur?
3: There isn't any. That's what I mean. He doesn't even have the courage to
4: to ask me for a date. Hmm, the thing he will not ask you, then you must ask him. Ask him? Ask him what? Ask him to dinner. To dinner? We must assume he eats. Oh, well,
3: I, I just can't. <laughs> I mean... Why not? What can I tell him?
4: Oh, say, you are with a friend and we have a fine dinner here that we would like to share. Call him just like that? One lift the telephone dials the number and science performs
3: the rest. Well, all right. I mean, once you meet Stuart, you will admit he couldn't possibly be the public avenger. Ah, that's interesting. What is interesting, Professor Tuttle? How does it happen
4: you know his number?
3: But I don't know his number.
4: Then how does it happen you can dial it without consulting the directory?
3: Oh,
4: I don't know. Have you wished to do this before? Have you subconsciously found out the information? Oh, I I don't know. Oh, can you also be an amnesiac? Have you another existence where you telephone Mr. Stuart Haskins? Oh,
3: That's impossible. Then how do you know his number? Professor, there's no answer.
4: Of course not. What do you mean, of course not? How can there be an answer Mr. Stuart Haskins has already left for New York? Oh, no. Where he will kill Mr. Joe the Jabber. (gasps) We must stop him. Yes, we must.
3: We should should call the New York police. And tell them... No, no, no. no. We can't tell anybody anything. All we'll do is get him killed. Oh, but there must be a way.
4: There is. How? We must make him fight for something, for someone. And therefore, he will not be driven to amnesia for fulfillment. Oh, but how does that help us now? This gangster, this
3: drug-traffic kingpin, he's expecting Stuart. He'll surround himself with
4: bodyguards. Stuart will be killed. Mm-hmm. Professor, you're not listening. What? What, 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 what? Oh, Miss Ellenbauer, well, what did you say? I said this gangster will be expecting stories. No, 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 you said something else. You said I was not listening. You, oh, now I remember the truth. Oh. You know, we psychoanalysts, we spend all our time in listening. Yes, please, professor? And Professor Freud said to me, Doctor, you see so many patients here, so many problems, day and night, you listen to such terrible troubles. Uh, professor. How do you keep from going off the deep end? And I said, I said, who listens? <laughs> I must say, Dr. Freud did not think it was funny either. Oh, what are we going to do about Stuart, Professor? I'm so worried. Now you see why I do not tell jokes. Once bitten, twice shy. Well, you got me into this. I got you into But if it weren't
3: for you, I'd have never known Stuart was a public avenger. Oh, please. Please, Professor. Maybe, maybe there's a chance he...
4: He yes, not My dear Miss Ellen Bogan, I have never been wrong. He is.
3: Well, uh, mister, I, uh... Just
1: call me pal.
3: Okay, pal. I've been trying to get into Mr. Haskins' apartment, but it doesn't look as if he's home.
4: No, it don't.
3: Uh, are you the superintendent?
4: Well, I get a raise. Meantime, I'm the janitor. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Do you know where he is?
4: No. He's a guy who never goes nowhere. Nowhere? Comes home, cooks himself his supper, listens to music, maybe he'll read. Then he has the sack.
3: Uh-huh, he's always home.
4: Yeah, except lately.
3: Yes, lately.
4: I mean, the past month, maybe. He goes someplace. Where? I don't know. But he'd in his car, he'd drive away. He'd be out most of the night. Like, uh, this is Saturday, huh? Okay, last night I see him get in the car, he drove off. He ain't been back since.
3: Oh, has he, uh... Did he seem to be acting in a peculiar way, pal?
4: He always acts in a more or less peculiar way. I mean, I know quiet guys, but him... (laughs) look, if you're going to marry this guy, you better be prepared to do all the talking.
3: Uh, He's been gone all this time, and we don't know where?
1: Well, when he gets back, why don't you ask him? Time for your late Sunday evening wrap up. Well, the big news, as you might expect, was the latest killing by the public Avenger. Oh, no. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't save Joseph Joe the Jabber Folsom from the vengeance of the public Avenger. Even though Joe the Jabber was heavily guarded, the killer managed to evade the protective cordon, fire his fatal shots, and make good his escape. In just a few moments, we shall have more details for you.
5: just a minute. Now, who could... Professor
4: Temple. May I enter? Well, yes. <laughs> you heard the news. Yes, and that is why I am here. Oh, do you know something? Something that should make you happy. I want you to know that your Stuart Haskins is not the public avenger.
0: That's a happy announcement for Rose Ellenbogen. But how does Professor Teppel know? Is he the public avenger? Well, somebody's a public avenger. Somebody's depopulating the underworld. Who? On this show, you never know. The third act, which is where the piper must be paid, will be brought to you in just a very few moments. Moving on with the Allied spirit, going to a brand new town. You're leaving
5: the past miles behind you with all our stone, done to hold
0: We move more families every year than anybody else. We'll move you with a kind of pride that says just good enough isn't good enough. The kind of
6: understanding that says we've been there before. That's how we've become the world's number one mover. We call it the Allied Spirit. Let it move you.
5: Hello, tomorrow I'm on my way. I know you're gonna...
6: you are cordially invited to attend the circus wedding of the century. The wedding of Mishu, the world's smallest man. As Ringling Brothers in Barnum & Bailey Circus, the greatest show on earth, celebrates 200 years of circus in America. The most lavish circus spectacular ever staged. See for the first time in three decades ten trained, enormous, ferocious, performing polar bears. Witness thrilling aerial exploits high above the arena. Raw with laughter at the world's funniest clowns. More asses, more animals, more tigers, more elephants, more thrills than ever before. See the phantom of balance on the death defying whirling wheel. Come and experience the thrill of a lifetime as Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus in a totally new show celebrates 200 years of circus in America. You've got to see it to believe it. See it all at Madison Square Garden now through May 31st. For ticket information, call 564-4400 or Ticket lodge. Country where romance is a national passion, so is Madame Rocha. This is not coincidence, because there has never been a more romantic fragrance or a more beautiful interpretation of what it
4: means to be a woman. Perfume, eau de cologne, parfum de toilette
0: by Madame Rochas, the most loved French woman in the world. Madame Rochat. a timid soul, subject him to harassment and abuse. You thus drive him to daydreams and fantasy. He sees himself as a knight-errant, a hero, a writer of wrongs. With most people, it remains at that level, fantasy. But there are those who seek to make their dreams reality. They forget this world and try to live their ideal in another. Of course, they don't remember doing it. This physical attempt is a form of amnesia, which is what we've been talking about all along.
3: You say Stuart
4: is not the public agenda. He is not. And can you ever forgive me? Forgive you? For what? For making you think so. Well, after all, you thought so yourself. Not I. I never thought so. Well, you were the one who, who made such a logical diagnosis. Yeah, I know, I know, but you see, it was my poor sense of humor. I don't understand what... Every 40 years I try to make a joke, and it's simply not funny. Yes? a joke? An example of how a hypothesis can lead one astray. But according to the textbook,
3: Disassociative Behavior... People like Stuart would seek an outlet. I mean, they are logical candidates for
4: psychogenic amnesia. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. but you see, to become a public avenger requires more than the wish. One must have the body, the, the fire, the, the laws, the ability. And this, this was a joke. Yes, to see how easily one may be taken in by words. And Theo is... You mean Stuart isn't the public avenger. There is no way under the sun, moon and stars that your Stuart Askins could possibly be. Uh, It is my last bad joke. Certainly I cannot live another 40 years.
3: (laughs) You forgive me. Oh, forgive you. Professor, I love you. Good morning, Miss Ellen Bogan. Good morning, Mr.
2: Haskins. Yeah, is uh, Mr. Fenris in yet? No. Oh, that's good. I'm late. Well, I'd better get downstairs. Uh,
3: uh Mr. Haskins? Hmm? Uh, do you have a cigarette?
2: Do, uh, do I have a cigarette? Oh, sure. Yeah, here. Oh,
3: thank you. Yeah, I'll keep them. Oh, I couldn't. No, go
2: ahead. I decided to give up smoking.
3: Oh, since when? Since just now. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, I have to be getting back to. Uh, um... Do you
3: know, uh, I happened to. Well, I just happened to be in your neighborhood Saturday night. Oh, you were? Yes, I was visiting some friends just down the block, and on my way home, I said, well, why don't I, why don't I just stop and say hello to Mr. Haskins? Well,
2: why didn't you?
3: I did. You did? Yes, I rang your bell.
2: Oh, but you, you couldn't have rung my bell. But I did. You didn't, because if you did, I, I, I
3: would have heard you. How could you have heard me? You weren't home. Oh, yes, I was. I was home all weekend. (laughs) Where would I have gone? But I did ring your bell.
2: Uh, Are you sure you had the right address, 217 Lawrence, apartment 5?
3: Oh, yes, and the superintendent came out and he said, pal, his name was, you've gotten into your car Friday night and driven off someplace.
2: I was home, Miss Ellen Bogan. Uh, Miss Ellen Bogan, is something wrong?
3: What What did
2: you say? Well, all of a sudden, it's as if you... uh, I mean, as as, as if something hit you. You're not sick, are you?
3: Look, if Mr. Fenris comes in and asks for me, tell him I wasn't feeling well.
2: Is there anything I can do for you? Just
3: tell Mr. Fenris I'll be back in a while. I was there, at his house, Saturday night... He was gone. No. He claims he was home all weekend. he may have been asleep. But the janitor says he saw him leave in his car. The janitor may not have seen him come back. You and I telephoned the house Friday. I rang the bell Saturday. We know he wasn't there yet. He has no memory of being away. Now, isn't that a classic amnesiac symptom?
4: Very well, perhaps he has
3: amnesia. Well, that's a good professor it may have started as a joke
4: on your part Uh, a feeble joke but it happens to be true but suppose it is true we have no proof that he is a public avenger not every amnesia but we have proof he was in new york we have
3: what proof what proof here this package of cigarettes he gave them to me see They come from New York. Oh, no, no, no. You can purchase those cigarettes anywhere. Well, of course you can.
4: But then why do you say he bought them in New York? Because
3: of this, this stamp. This New York City sales tax stamp.
4: Now, doesn't that prove... Somebody may have given him the cigarettes. First, we have the bullet hole. It might have been a careless cleaner. Second, he was not home all weekend. This
3: cannot be proved. Third... The New York stamp on the cigarette package. Not
4: conclusive.
1: And now the news on the hour. Reliable information has it that the organized underworld has collected a fabulous war chest to protect itself against the public avenger. No expense will be spared in a mammoth operation to find the killer. The law enforcement authorities have announced a full-scale drive to apprehend the public avenger. And so it appears that both the government and the gangsters may very well be united in an effort to fight a common foe. Oh, foe is a word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Interesting alliance. Oh, what am I going to do, Professor? We still have no absolute proof. Well, if he keeps on, they'll kill him.
3: One side or the other will kill him. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But how can I
4: make him stop? Mm. How? Why does he have amnesia? Can't his boss persecute him? Ach so, so. Uh, this must be put a stop to. But how? Let us apply psychology to the problem.
1: Yes. And we have special orders to send to, uh, a, a, a well, store. Yes,
3: Mr. Fenris. Will that be all, sir?
1: Yes, yes, that's
3: all. Oh, I dropped my book.
1: Oh, it's a pretty heavy book, Miss Ellen Bogan. Doesn't your arm get tired carrying it? Oh, no, sir.
3: It's a psychology book. You see, it's really fascinating. Oh, yes? Yeah? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, most employers today are great students of psychology. Huh? Why? Well, most people in their human relationships use the direct head-on approach. Oh, what's wrong with that? Well, now, a person like uh Mr. Haskins...
1: Yes, Stuart.
3: Now, he is really a, a very intelligent, sensitive human being.
1: He is? Oh, yes. Well, that's news to me.
3: Well, he, Stuart, could respond so much more effectively to kindness.
1: Oh, you're wrong. What do you mean? All this psychology stuff now. Spunk!
3: Now, how can you say that?
1: Psychology. You know how to manage people? Well,
3: yes, through understanding, kindness, through sympathy. Through
1: fear. 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 Naked fear. Oh, Mr. Fenris. Fear. That's... That makes a man tremble for his job. Shows him who's boss. Makes him toe the mark. Keep in line. But, Mr. Fenris. You've got to be as tough as nails. You've got to be a hard-nosed, two-fisted, iron oh, dog. Oh, Mr.
3: Fenris, what fantasy are you lost in? As I was
1: saying, I don't want love. But you
3: should. You sure.
1: I want fear. No,
5: no.
1: I... Fear. That's what gets the work done. Why, oh. all those... Greeks and Romans, when they wanted to get their ships to move, how did they do it? With psychology? <laughs> With a whip? That yeah, reminds me. Get stored up here. It was awful.
5: Awful. Oh, poor
3: Stuart, I felt so badly. Mm. What am I going to do?
4: Well, you have tried psychology... Now, you must try something else. Well, what else is there? You must approach the problem as a woman. A woman? Well, I am a woman. Then you must begin to behave like one. But I've been behaving like a woman. Have you? Like a desirable, deductive, enticing woman? Well, I'm not sure I know how. Then you must learn.
1: Oh, uh, we interrupt to bring you a news bulletin. Oh, no, not again. Ebenezer Twitchell, the mass murderer and leader of the macabre devil worshipper sect known as the Moonblood, has been released from prison on a technicality and is now free. No,
3: I don't want to hear anymore. Stuart, Stuart is going to tr- Oh, How can we stop him?
4: Yeah, I told you, you must learn to be a seductive fantasy. Oh, I don't have
3: time. Stuart will go there tonight. And this person is surrounded by an army of human beings.
4: Ah, that is difficult. Well, we have tried psychology. We have attempted to use the law. And with no success. We are left with one remaining approach. What's that? But how can I... My dear Miss Ellenbogen... Forget psychology. Do what comes
1: naturally. Miss Ellen Bogan?
3: Yes, sir?
1: Get Stuart up here. What does he think he's pulled this time? Oh, boy. Am I going to put the fear of heaven into him? I'll
3: get him on the intercom. Sure. Stepping room. Haskins speaking. Mr. Haskins uh, Mr. Fenris wants you. Oh, oh well,
5: well I'll, I'll see you right there.
3: Thanks. Well, here goes. Mr. Fenris? Yes? Mr. Fenris?
1: Well, well, what is it? Don't you
5: touch me! What? Don't you
1: dare touch what me! What are you talking about? Who's... Don't, oh, don't, don't! But don't. I'm not doing anything! Take I... your hands off me! Oh! Screaming, hey, Dad! you me. You're me. I, 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 hey, what? She's crazy. I never did anything. lying, Now, now, you get out of here. You're crazy. Oh, though. you're going to let him yell at me? Why Stuart? yell
2: at you? You said. Oh, I
1: thought you love me? I, 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 well, I do. Well, Elsie, what are you trying to do to me? Do something. Why would I want to do anything to a homely bag like you? What? Uh-huh. Well, uh, what do you want me to do? What do you really want to do? Well, I, what I really want to, well,
2: I want to do this.
1: Oh, and, and this. Oh, nothing, happened no, Stuart. Uh, Stuart, that's enough. You called me Stuart. You're, you're fired. You can't fire me. I quit. Oh, you quit? You can't quit. I mean, well, how, how am I going to run the business? You never ran this
2: business. I did. You can always get another job, Stuart. Uh, I don't need a new job. I need
1: a new title. That's right, Stuart. A new title. General manager. And more money. Uh, yes, First, Stuart, that's only fair. Now, now let's, uh, let's go to lunch and, uh, and we can talk about I it. I want to go to lunch with you. I'm taking my
2: fiancée, Rose. Yes. I'll, I'll be ready to pick you up in ten minutes. Oh, and um, if you had another date, break it. Oh, yes, Stuart. Um, do you have
3: school tonight? Oh, no, Stuart, no. Good, we can get married. <laughs> Fenris Foods, Mrs. Haskins. Oh, <laughs> Freddy. No, no, I'm just getting in the practice. I only called to see if you learned what to do. Oh, Professor, I didn't have to learn how to do anything. I knew all the time.
0: And so they were married. For reasons no one has yet discovered, the public Avenger has disappeared from view. He has been unheard of since. So we can't say that Rose's gain has been society's loss. No, we can't say that. No vigilanteism, no matter how well-intentioned, is ever a gain for society. But I shall have a gain for you when I return in just a few moments. Cast included Arnold Stang, Marion Haley, Robert Dryden, and Leon Janney. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Allied Van Lines. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant
6: dreams.